What's going on, friends and family? Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Every Day's a Saturday with your host, me, myself, and I, Brian Roof. Hey, guys, another great day, another great episode. We got episode 21. It's called The Dating Game. I appreciate you guys for tuning in and watching. If you guys haven't had the chance to subscribe on the YouTube side, if you could please go do that. It is free of charge. It doesn't cost a thing. And also, if you haven't had a chance to uh, like or uh, you know uh, give me a rating on Spotify, if you could do that, please, that would be awesome. That is no charge whatsoever to each and every one of you guys. It is just something that will help out the show and then continue to grow it. And I really, like I said, I appreciate each and every one of you guys that have, uh, you know, bared with me. And hopefully you're seeing an improvement each and every show. And that's uh, what it's all about is getting better. But let's go ahead and talk about some uh, upcoming uh, interviews for this week. Well, not just this week, but the next couple weeks. So let's go ahead. On 5-3, we got interview 13 with Captain Romer. He is an active duty captain in the Marine Corps. He was an enlisted Marine, and then he decided to become an officer. He is a highly decorated and shares his stories and experience with us. Really good one. You guys got to check that one out. And on 510, we got interview 14 with Dean Chrome, who served from 1993 to 2013 as a Marine, and he retired after 20 years. He was enlisted and decided to become an officer as well. And then he started, uh, he, he started working on planes, and then he ended up being a pilot. This was another great interview. So we got some really great interviews, and both of them happen to be Marines, um, and uh, they really tell some great stories. You guys are definitely not going to want to miss that. But without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the show. Stand by. All right, friends and family, let's go ahead and get in today's episode 21, The Dating Game. All right, so if you guys have been following along up to this point, you guys will uh, know that I went through kind of a nasty divorce. Um, I had to try to learn how to, um, you know, deal with not having my kids there for every waking moment and kind of just, you know, the heartache of, you know, being first when you go through the divorce the first time um and you know your kids are young it is just everything is really rough but eventually you know i i didn't i wouldn't say eventually but uh i started getting myself back into the whole dating you know scene um wasn't you know quite uh ready to be back in the dating scene um it's been it had been a while since I had tried to, you know, go out and pick up on a girl and stuff like that. And now all of a sudden there's these dating apps out there, uh, things of that nature to meet people. And I wasn't really familiar with that kind of stuff. So, um, the whole dating app thing was kind of new to me, but definitely got on board and, uh, believe it or not, I did actually meet my wife though, uh, through a dating app. So it wasn't too bad, but (laughs) I do got some pretty good, funny stories along the way as I, you know, went through the whole dating scene. But when I first started dating, um, and kind of, I would say my first mistake right off rip is, uh, I started dating a girl that I had 
uh, got to know at work. Um, we weren't necessarily in the same department, but I had to deal with her quite often because um, I supported the program she worked on and I had to get all the chemicals and consumables over uh, for that program. So I did have to have, uh, you know, interaction uh, with her through email and sometimes face to face. So dating someone that uh, you have to deal with, I wouldn't recommend that at all. Uh, dating someone that you work with, I probably wouldn't recommend that either. Um, you know, because it does come with a slew of uh, problems, if you ask me afterwards, the fallout. Um, but, you know, uh, so how kind of the whole thing happened with us is, uh, it's you know, I've been separated now for a couple months. Um, her and I had always kind of had interactions, friendly little interactions, smiling, hello, you know. Uh, very innocent. Obviously I was married. Um, I don't know. I think maybe she was probably in her own relationship, but, um, there was this big family, um, event going on at, at, at the work that we both, you know, at our work. And, uh, so she was there. I was there. She was there with her kids. I was there with my kids. You know, we're just having a good time. And she had run into me and, you know, she like, you know, slaps me on the butt and it's like kind of just talking to me and, you know, we start flirting a lot and, and, you know, kind of like started hanging out. So decided, well, we'll go hang out afterwards. And so she came over to a place, the place I was living and I had a pool and stuff like that. And the kids just swam and, and then, you know, she went back home and on her way and stuff like that. And, uh, from that point in time, we kind of, I think started seeing that we had an interest in each other, um, you know, more than just, you know, an interaction, so we definitely started trying to date and, um, within a couple months, I right, really start, uh, struggling, you know, trying to stay afloat in my house that I had stayed in. I stayed in the house that me and my ex were in that me and her shared all the bills for, you know, paid, uh, the mortgage on it, paid all the utilities and all that stuff together. Well, now here I am having to pay all that stuff by myself and, uh, I'm stuck with every single bill that we accumulated because uh, I'm the one that kind of had the credit when we went and got things or put things into credit. So, man, once you left here, I am stuck with all this stuff on credit and I'm just starting to drown. And, you know, because of the job that I had and I had to withhold a, a, a secret clearance, um, I couldn't allow my bills, you know, to keep going. But I almost had no choice in the matter I had to start deciding whether I was going to pay a bill or whether I was going to, you know, get, you know, food for my kids and I, or, or, you know, pay a different other bill that I, that was more important, like, you know, my car, car insurance, (laughs) electricity, gas. I mean, you know, things of that nature, uh, things that her and I had bought or whatever, or even maybe she had bought it, but it was on my credit. Um, I just had to start saying, screw it. Like, I mean, and I just literally started just allowing the debt and everything just to occur allowed, uh, credit cards to just, uh, I would stop paying them. They would, you know, uh, man, it just, my credit went from having really good credit to just bam bank tanking on the credit. And then I end up losing the house and because I can't keep up with the house. So, you know, here I am, you know, (laughs) I decide to go move in with the coworker and uh, thinking that 
you know, she's had her own mental uh, health issues and things that she was going through, like through her previous marriage and her whole family life. Uh, she had her own type of situation. And I think that maybe we thought that we could help each other through it all and, and you know, been a good support system, which right off jump, we, we were, you know. But once you start living with someone and you're in their day-to-day and, and you know, things – uh, you gotta, you gotta live life. It ain't just like, all right, get to go home and, you know, get away from a situation. Now you live together and you're, you're, like I said, day in, day out and you start learning like, wow, all right, maybe, you know, that's not, you know, going to be a good situation. And we quickly learn like, you know, things weren't going well. Um, my kids weren't really enjoying it because it was an hour further away from where I had lived before. And, you know, it's kind of up in the mountains and my kids would get kind of car sick more my daughter than anything. So they weren't really enjoying the whole thing. And her and I, like I said, we're dealing with our own issues, trying to help each other and it's just not working out. And so we break up and I go and I go live with my sister and brother-in-law for a little while. And then like a fool, here we go and try to work it out thinking that, you know, we can make everything good again and still nothing on the side of our mental health issues had been, you know, dealt with or uh, handled. So honestly, we weren't in any different situation than we were when we broke up. So getting back together wasn't a good uh, idea, but we, again, here I am just, uh, trying to make things work. You know, this is one of my first relationships out of my marriage. And so I'm like, Oh gosh, you know, I'm in another fell. Like am I just not meant to be in these relationships or something, you know, um, a lot of times to blame myself and, you know, some of it, you know, I'm going to own my own, uh, problems. I know I'm definitely no peach on a tree. (laughs) Um, that's for sure. But, uh, I definitely not going to own everything. Um, but anyhow, so the second round with her and I was no different than the first round. We ended again and, uh, you know, back again, going and living, uh, believe with my sister and brother-in-law for another time. And I lived with them for a while until I ended up getting myself into an apartment. And then, um, this is when I start getting into the whole dating app thing and trying out dating apps. You know, and I'm not, I'm totally new to dating apps and I hadn't dated in a long time. So, um, you know, kind of meeting girls out at the bars and stuff like that. It's trying to, you know, re- get yourself refreshed and, and, and remember how to do it. And like, you know, times are a little bit rough, you know, trying to approach people, <laughs> you know, people are a little very stand, a lot more standoffish. So I couldn't even imagine trying to get into the dating game today. Um, let alone when I was doing it around uh, say like 2013, 2015 timeframe, um, when all this dating app stuff was going on for me. And so, um, I got some pretty good, funny stories though on, from the dating app. So my first, one of my first, uh, dating app, uh, dates that I had went actually gone out on a date. Um, this girl, you know, we're, we kind of how it works on the dating app thing is you kind of show them that you're interested. There's ways of doing it. Like there's like little waves or like you, you could push like or something or send them a message and, 
if they respond back or whatever, obviously you kind of have a little bit of a dialogue in there and then eventually you exchange numbers and then you talk on the phone and then you kind of go from there. And that's kind of how that whole progression was with this girl. Got her number. We end up uh, deciding to uh, meet each other at a restaurant to go out on a date and uh, get to know each other. So <laughs> here we go. Uh, go into this restaurant. It's a little pizza parlor thing. Uh, sit down with her and, you know, we're, we're having a pretty good conversation. Everything seems to be going good. She's actually a decent looking uh, girl. Uh, a lot of the people on there don't really, uh, I would say, put their right, like, true pictures of themselves. And there's all kinds of um, apps out there that can, you know, enhance things. But uh, anyhow, she was a, you know, decent looking person and she uh, had a decent uh, head on her shoulder and everything seemed like it was going pretty well. Then all of a sudden here it comes, man, the weird shit. Like she just goes and says, Hey, uh, when's the last time you had sex? And I thought, you know, in my head, I'm like, wow, that's kind of bold coming from a a lady. You know, I'd I'd never heard girls kind of be like, so uh, bold with sex as much as guys are. So, um, you know, I'm like, uh, you know, it's been a little while or whatever. And, and I'm like, uh, obviously I'm going to ask her back. Uh, I'm like, what about you? And she was like yesterday. And I'm like, I mean, I probably gave that fucking like too. I probably gave that same, like, I know I'm not good at, uh, hiding my expressions. I'm a very expressional person. So I'm sitting there like, okay. And I'm like, and in my head, I'm thinking, why is she out on a date with me? Like she just, you know, got I mean, good Lord, bro. I'm just, my mind wasn't thinking right. Once she told me that it just went into all different modes and like, what? So, um, I'm kind of like thrown off by that. And then I'm just like, and she's like, yeah, it's just one of my friends. We kind of like, we have casual sex, you know, we're both adults and we have needs. And I'm like, wow. Okay. Wow. And so this is what the girls do with their guy friends. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, um, wow. I'm just, I, and I, I'm like, I think I'm probably giving her that impression. I'm a little thrown off. But then she starts to talk about, too, and that she's like, and yeah, you know, it's crazy. I still got stitches. I am I did surrogacy. And I'm like, what? She's like, for twins. I'm like, oh, wow. And I, now I'm just really like, oh, man, I'm like, <laughs> All these flags are just dinging off in my head. I'm just thinking, oh, my gosh, I got to get out of this one. And, you know, she's just uh, telling me how she still has got the stitches from the birth. And she, you know, told me the whole process, how she made all this money from it. And I'm like, wow, I wasn't ready for that. You know, and um, this is the first person I've ever dated that's done surrogacy. And I've never known anybody personally who's ever done it. Not against it, but uh, definitely was not expecting to find that information out on a first date, you know, when I first meeting someone. Um, so I think all those kind of things started just like really piling up for me where I'm just like, Ooh, I don't know about this chick. So, you know, I trying to get ready to, to, to get rid of her. She wants to kind of hang out a little more. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm not going to go spend any more money on her. <laughs> I was like, if she wants to come back to the apartment and hang out, we can hang out. And that's what we did. And I 
did not even try to do nothing with her, man. I was just trying to have conversation with her and, you know, I was trying to get rid of her like, Hey, you know, uh, I got a lot going on tomorrow. Uh, you know, I'm going to have to hit the rack, you know, just trying to get her out the door and eventually she left. And then that was definitely one of those ones where I didn't give her a call again. I, I tell you, that was uh, a first and I, and it's never happened again. And I don't, I, I've never heard uh, that of that happen to anybody. So, I thought that was a pretty unique story. Another one that was pretty good is um, there was a girl that uh, I, I became kind of interested in. Uh, you know, she looked real pretty. You know, pictures, you know, are, are one thing. And I'm not trying to be um, a shallow howl or anything of that nature. It's just that, you know, when someone sends you photos and they look a certain way, you kind of, your mind either you're made up on, yeah, you're attracted to that person or you're not, you know. So you go off of what you see, you know, and so there's this one girl and we go and like, I thought the safest thing was to probably meet her at like a neutral park. She had a dog. She wanted to walk her dog. And I thought, well, you know what? Let's go ahead and meet out this park. And, you know, worst case scenario, I could just walk with her. And, and once we're done with the walk, it could just, you know, go about our business. Cause I was kind of unsure on this, you know, one based on, um, you know, everything that I had known. So <laughs> we, we meet up at the park and, um, there's no one at the park. I'm the only car that's first there. And then she comes pulling in and I was like, okay. And I'm looking, she opens up the door and you know, her foot gets out the door and, and I I'm just looking at her and I'm like, she's all waving at me. And I'm like, dude, that doesn't look like the girl that I had been, you know, talking to or whatever. It, it, it literally <laughs> did not look like the same person. And I'm like, oh, hi, you know, and she's just like, hey, what's going on? And I'm just like, oh, my. I've been catfished on this thing, I think. Um, And she had sent me, like, really old photos. So it wasn't even the same person that, you know, so I'm not trying to be like a real, you know, asshole about it. I'm just saying, like, I was expecting, you know, the, like what I had been seeing. And then it was just a whole different situation. So I didn't want to be a jerk right off rip. Uh, once again, I'm not good without hiding expressions. I do wear a lot of my emotions and stuff on my sleeve. So you do catch it. So I don't, I, I, she probably was like, you know, saw that I was taken off, but I did, you know, do a couple laps with her and her dog. And then uh, we went about her business. And once again, that was just one that I never returned the call or anything again. I kind of just, uh, you know, I didn't really have the heart to tell her like, Hey, you didn't look like your picture. So the best way, and it may, maybe not the best way, but the way I handled it was I uh, just kind of stopped talking to her and let it go and that's yes i know some of you out there are probably like that's such an asshole thing to do yeah you're right it it is i probably should have gave her a reason and said hey it's not right of you to uh mislead me and and stuff like that you should have been more honest and stuff and and things would have been just fine but i can't deal with you know someone who's trying to portray or act like they're not but you know those were kind of more on the funny end and then there you know here it is i eventually 
Um, and I've gone through some pretty wild dates on with some of these girls, and um, I I was just kind of at some point in time like, oh my gosh, dude, this is not right. But like eventually, I came across like I said, my wife, and um, how that all happened. And I know I think our our stories somewhat differ a little bit, but how I recall it is that uh, I came across her picture and I liked it, and so that gave her the notification, hey. You know, someone likes your picture. And then so she uh, kind of sent me a, a, a message. And then, uh, like, you know, I don't remember, like, just I don't remember how she started the conversation off. But it did start a conversation between the two of us. And then uh, we got to talking on the phone. And um, we really, I felt like, hit it off uh, relatively quick. And. She was pretty uh, fresh out of her marriage. Um, you know, it had been, uh, I don't know, six months or something um, at the time, uh, not too long. And uh, at this point in time, I had already been separated uh, from my ex, I don't know, probably six years or something around this time or less, uh, five, six years. I had already been kind of separated from my ex-wife or divorced. Um, so, uh, when we meet each other, you know, I've, I've learned that she has three boys, uh, her middle, uh, son, he's autistic. Um, so, and she had three boys and all their ages are pretty close within age, you know, um, they're within, you know, month and eight months or something like that, month and six months within, you know, uh, distance of each other. So, um, when I, when we first meet, um, she lived in an apartment complex that had a pool. She invited me over. Um, I remember bringing over her and her kids, like some Gatorades and stuff. And her and I just sat there and talked at the table at the pool while, um, her, and, you know, her boys were sitting there swimming. And then, um, and then I had plans to go, uh, meet up with an old high school buddy who had lived down in long beach. And so I, I hadn't seen him in a while and, uh, I just meet her and, you know, so I like, I hang out with her for a little bit. And then I remember I went and got like an oil change and my car washed. And then I headed down there and I kind of talked to her quite often on the phone throughout my ride and, and, um, kind of throughout the night of hanging out with my buddy now hanging out with my buddy down in long beach, man, me and him hadn't hung out in a while. And we certainly just reverted back to our good old, high school selves and just thought that we can just drink, uh, you know, like crazy. And, you know, here we are in Long Beach, just, uh, going from bar to bar to bar. And I mean, we're just drinking like crazy. I remember, I don't think I had drank like that in a long time, you know? So, um, I got hella sick, man. Um, we bounced around so much. We ended up at some like one like these this whole couple's house and stuff like that. Uh, my friend Ryan got all crazy with them, and we ended up having to leave, and we went back to his place. Well, as I'm like trying to chill there, this dude don't got no air, and I'm just super hot. I get so sick from drinking, you know. So I'm I'm you know puking every every hour or so. And then uh, the next morning, I'm I'm just dying, but I got to head back home. And um, I'm talking to uh, my wife, who 
you know, had just met and I'm talking to her on the phone and on my way home and I'm just like having to pull over and throw up and I'm just telling her like, Oh my gosh, I'm so hung up, you know, hung over. And I remember, um, that we really wanted to hang out with each other that day. So we definitely still made the effort to hang out. Um, even though I was feeling like crap, she was still willing to come over and hang out with me and we just kind of chilled and watched movie and, you know, hung out. But that was kind of the start of our relationship where, you know, um, we, we really enjoyed each other's company, hanging out with each other. Um, she kind of got herself into a bad position. So here I am again, kind of rushing into things a little bit and, but she falls into a position where she needs a place to go. And so I had my own place and it was, is small. It was like a two bedroom, uh, two bedroom, two bath place. And, uh, she had the three kids. I had my two kids and, you know, we decided to go ahead and move in with each other. And at this point in time, you know, stayed in a couple months. <laughs> and so, you know, here I am again, doing the same thing, moving in, moving on the fast lane. But at least this time, thank God, I found that one, man, the one that, uh, you know, accepts me and uh, the great thing about my wife. And at this point in time, by the time I had dated and got to my wife, I was at that level of like, I'm just kind of fed up of dating. I'm tired of going through all this stuff. I'm tired of, you know, the whole dating game. So I'm just going to just start being straight up and upfront with all these girls because one problem that most girls had every time I dated with them is that I smoke marijuana that always seemed to be uh, a deal breaker. And it's funny cause most of the time I, if they didn't like it, I just hit it and they never knew, but it's when they would always find out that it always seemed to be the blame for every single thing. So with, by the time I got to my wife and also in terms of just being sexual or anything like that, I just got a level of like, bro, I, I, you know, I'm tired of playing the games. Like I'm going to cut to the, you know, cut to it and, and tell the dating app exactly what I want. And whoever I end up talking to, I'm just going to be straight up with them. This is what I do. This is what I like, you know? And, uh, if that doesn't play into your world somewhere or another, and then we can't coexist because of these things, then, you know, we're not the ones for each other. And, um, you know, I, I wasn't a hundred percent right off rip with the whole smoking weed. That thing I always was kind of scared. It was a topic that I've always kind of came into every relationship a little scared of now. I mean, I, at this level, I, um, you know, and, and it being legalized and stuff like that, I, I don't even try to argue or fight people with it all. Um, and like I said, you know, being up in front and honest with my wife was the best thing. And, um, it's been the best thing for our, our relationship in general, um, being able to be trans, you know, a whole transparent with her on everything and not having to sit there and kind of lie because I'm, I'm worried that she's going to get upset with me over that or whatever, you know? Um, and there's still things that, you know, I know that if I talk to her, I may, I may, you know, get her upset, but, um, at this level in time, I feel like it's, it's very important for us to have open communication and just be transparent and, you know, and, and, and not, you know, uh, try to hide things and, 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 you know, be secretive. 
because it's like what kind of relationship is that if you're constantly having to hide and, and, and not be yourself, you're not being yourself. If you got to hide something, if you got to kind of go around to do things or you're stepping around on the eggshells all the time and, you know, you really want to do what you want to do, um, you know, you got to be careful when you get into those kind of situations, you know, and like I said, you got to learn and be okay with each other's weird little things that you like, things you don't like. And that world got to be able to somehow coexist. And like I said, I'm lucky that uh, I finally had met my wife after, I mean, and I went through some, some, like I said, several dates, several uh, failed attempts of, of relationships. Um, and I try to always, you know, and I don't want uh, people to misunderstand this whole thing because I did have some young kids. I wasn't trying to expose my kids to like different relationships over and over again. So my whole theory was if I would not introduce my children to other like females unless I thought there was a relationship and that maybe, you know, me and that person could work out. So that way. You know, I, I was, and you, and when you get into relationship with people, you don't go into it thinking, oh, this is not going to work. Cause if you go into it like that, like why even start something that you already in your head don't think would work out. So, you know, I, uh, <laughs> make sure that you are a hundred percent on what you want to do. And, uh, you know, like I said, you want to be the best person of you because when you start being a different person than, and, and you're not that person and you're trying to be something that you're not, eventually that will fail and that will come out and you're going to have to deal with it. So just be upfront and up on, you know, upfront and honest with people right off the, you know, right off the get, that's the best thing to do and not try to hook them into a situation and then let them know because you know, that's not really fair to that person, especially when they start investing and getting themselves involved with feelings and, and, you know, heading down those paths, you know, you want to make sure that, you know, uh, you're not leading people on and, and, uh, things of that nature and that you're just yourself, be yourself. <laughs> that's the best thing. And, and be yourself to other people. You know, if you got to be fake to your friends and you can't be yourself, you might want to self-evaluate and, and, and look and say, are those good friends or is that a good person? Is this person a good relationship with where you're constantly stressed out or, or, you know, freaked out about how that person or whatever they're going to keep constantly think, you know, and, um, your relationships will be a lot more fruitful if you don't have to if you could just be honest, cause you know, lying, trying to be someone you're not gets to be quite exhausting. It gets to be exhausting to try to continue down the path of a lie and try to withhold it and make sure you're always, you know, keeping up with your lies or, you know, trying to keep up with something you're not, you know, cause like I said, eventually all those things get found out and, and, and it doesn't always turn into a great situation at the end. So, try to prevent that as much as you can. But anyways, I, uh, don't know how the dating game is today. Hopefully it's, uh, not as crazy. I can only imagine though, with, uh, the whole, how like social distancing and all that stuff happened, how, how much things probably have changed even more. I, I couldn't even fathom. I'm glad I have a wife that, uh, she's my do or die. And, uh, you know, 
have no plans, uh, <laughs> you know, on separating or ever being away from her. So I'm glad that I don't have to live that life. But, you know, if you are, all I can say is be you. Be you. Be the best you. And if they don't like the best version of who you are, you don't need them in your life. You're right. So go find that person who loves that best version of you. And that's going to be enough for today's episode. I appreciate each and every one of you. I hope you're having a great week, great month, whatever it may be. Not letting it kick your ass. Make sure you're kicking its ass. But until next time, Urgh.